You want to close your eyes and imagine yourself on a tropical beach somewhere. I know you. You want to think of yourself in Placa de Mayo or whatever (laughs) you go to. Welcome to episode number Deuce Deuce. That's 22 of the Promo Front Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. With me is the Tinkerbell of Tinsel, the Hammurabi of Holiday Lights, the head honcho of Hanukkah himself, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the red shirt are you? I am doing fantastic. Very holiday-ish. I, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. We, uh, I realized it was kind of chilly upstairs and I know that you like it a little chilly here in the office but uh and I layered up right and realized that I hadn't even turned the heater on in the upstairs and so all of a sudden I turn the heater on and I'm I'm warm so I've taken off layers and I'm down to my t-shirt so I hope it doesn't get too much warmer for you it is it is a cozy uh 66 degrees at uh, Brandon (laughs) Bay Nashville in in my house outside it's a little chilly I woke up this morning to walk the dog and it was 21 degrees and I decided you know what I don't think dog needs to be walked this morning so I made that executive (laughs) decision before I went worked out uh so no it uh things are going well just busy busy and in the good way but uh just trying to keep my head above water like the rest of us but you know what helps me do that Kirby what's that Bill oh thank you so much for knowing to ask it'll be promo pulse our good pal Jason Noakes the fine guitarist and songwriter who wrote the Promo Front podcast theme music. You know, Promo Pulse is your one-stop app for the entire promotion products industry. We've talked about convenience, how you can search, save, and share from the entire industry in one spot. We've talked about how we'll go there for ideas and inspiration and information, how it's free to use. I don't want to talk about any of that today. Everybody <laughs> already knows all that. If you don't know that, leave the industry now. You don't need to be in the industry. You should know about Promo Pulse, that it's a free app. You get all that stuff. What I want to talk about today is now an Alexa-enabled skill. Are you so aware cool. of this, Kirby? I, I had heard about it, but please tell me more. Thank you for asking me <laughs> to read more. Yes. Uh, no, I, uh, this is something Jason's been working on for quite a while. We were hoping to announce it last week, but he wasn't sure it was going to be uh, ready from the good people at Amazon. So if you go into your Amazon app and search Promo Pulse, you can uh, enable that skill and you can say things like, Alexa, ask Promo Pulse for new ideas. Alexa, ask Promo Pulse to subscribe to the Daily Pulse. And most importantly, Promo Pulse, ask or Alexa, ask Promo Pulse to play some podcasts and your pals, Kirby and Bill, will be there in rotation along with great podcasts from Promo Kitchen. Uh, from a corner, a lot of great stuff on there. So really good stuff. And to celebrate this thing, you know what they're doing, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Thank you. They are giving away an Echo Show. That's right. Anyone who's an active has an active subscription on the Daily Pulse, and has used either the Promo Pulse app or the Promo Pulse Alexa skill in December is going to be eligible to win. They're going to announce that in January of 2021. Who cool. wouldn't want an Echo Show? That's super cool. Super cool. Yeah, it's really cool, really forward thinking by Jason to go ahead and 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 uh, get that Alexa app going. That's our Alexa skill going. It's really really cool stuff. So if you haven't downloaded the app, head over to your local app store and go ahead and do that. 
and then enable the skill on your Alexa enabled device. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I will tell you, this is one of those things where I think this is where, especially the voice piece of it is where things are moving. And so it's kind of yeah. cool. It's true innovation. We talk about that a lot on the podcast and this is innovation in action by Jason Noggs and promo pulse. Okay. So I have the promo upfront topic this week. That means it's got to be something promo related. There's only one obvious topic, Kirby. The great article in PPB about you and I winning our third consecutive <laughs> Gold Pyramid Award for podcasting. <laughs> that would be uh, our third consecutive Pyramid Award, two of them gold. Uh, I'm joking. We don't need to talk about that. Although it's a great article, I will say. It was right. very, very nice. Tina yeah. did a great job. Tina and the staff at PPB did such a great job on that. It was fun to do. And we are honored, honestly, winning three Pyramid Awards in a row, two of them gold. So hopefully we continue that tradition. But that's not what I really want to talk about, Kirby. Okay. I want to talk about shipping challenges, Kirby. <laughs> we, we touched on this a little while ago, but I think yeah. it bears going over again um, because it's getting worse. I, I don't know if you've noticed it, but uh, the influx of web purchases, obviously due to the pandemic, mm. has really put a strain on the supply chain. When I say the supply chain, I don't mean the promotional products industry supply chain. I mean the supply chain <laughs> of planet Earth. Right, And it's stretched to its limit. There's import issues. There's limited availability of containers. There's a short of a port unloading uh, capacity. There's simply an out of space. There's not enough room. There's not enough planes. There's not enough trucks. There's not enough delivery drivers. And Amazon Prime, this is how you know it's bad. Amazon Prime, which is usually pretty rock solid in two days, is now estimating mostly four days. I don't know wow. if you've noticed that if you've gone on Amazon. So I think from a promo perspective, in especially you, you are a mover of merchandise, right? You, you're a distributor. What are you telling your clients about this? How are you working through them? I, I know you use this as an opportunity uh, to have conversations with mm -hmm. your clients. And, and those of you listening, if you're not, this is one of those really wonderful touch points where you can very yeah. subtly reinforce that you're a partner in their business. You're not just a salesperson. Yeah. You're telling them, hey, if you have things coming up, plan ahead. How are you having those conversations with your clients, Kirby? Yeah, so we, and it's funny, I think we, you and I did talk a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Um, and We it, talked was, about it upcoming, but it's gotten a lot worse than any of us ever predicted. Yeah, and, and so what I mean by that is that I was reminded when we first brought it up of when you really coached me a little bit on talking about the tariff situation where mm -hmm. it's like, don't put your head in the sand, get in front of this. Even if it doesn't come to fruition, you put yourself yeah. in the position of an expert and as a partner. Right. And so about a month ago or whenever this was, we had the conversation. I had already sort of had a plan to have that conversation. Um, and so I did implement so what we did is I wrote multiple uh, blog posts about it, yep. uh, about um, three facts people needed to know about the, uh, the corporate giving season. Mm -hmm. And then I actually, it was funny because it, it fell into that, uh, that funnel of, hey, this is a great article. Everybody should read it. So of course, no one read it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then I wrote another one literally like two days later and I made it a poem and called it The Nightmare on Merch Street. Mm -hmm, I and, saw that. And so ironically, that one did really well yeah. and it linked to the other one. And so, and then of course, then the way we do it, and I think you know this is once a week, I send out an email to all my clients that right. reference those. And so in addition to that, then we're just having conversations sort of hand-to-hand -hand combat. 
but we tried to do it in a sort of a content that's what we do and so right. that's that's one of the ways we try to do it i love that approach kind of a two-pronged approach because our people you're not going to be able to touch and see every client right and you don't want to send out a blanket email because there's too many questions that need to be answered so i think you know having it a blog post where people if they want to read it in that form or consume the information in that form makes a hell of a lot of sense and then uh, having that hand-to-hand -hand combat when you are having conversations with your clients and oh, by the way, or hey, I want to let you know. So. Yeah, and, and one of the other things that occurs to me that I did do and I embedded it, so I, I did a video as well. Yeah. And essentially the video, it was the same talking points as the blog. Um, so of course that ended up in YouTube, but then it was, it was embedded in the blog. So yeah. for those people who wanted to consume it on video, like I wanted to give it to them in different ways. No, it makes sense. I mean, you're leading the way and that's, I wrote a couple notes. Of course, I get mm -hmm. the advantage because I came up with the topic. And this is a, by the way, this came from a great article from ASI. We, we sung Michelle Bell mm -hmm. and, and her team's praises at ASI last week. So again, this is where this all came from. Um, one is, you know, it's definitely leading the way. And so I took some notes and so leading the way and you're doing that. The other thing is really get creative. So if, you know, we are in this industry that tends to be the afterthought of marketing, sadly, mm -hmm. to a lot yeah. of our clients. And so when you're in those positions and you're up against a tight timeline, get creative. Maybe instead of saying, okay, instead of celebrating your 10 year anniversary on June 15th, why not do the entire month of June or the entire, you know, yeah. kind of do a drip campaign or something like that, just to make sure you hedge your bets because people hear what they want to hear. And so you can do the best job of telling them your shipping may be impacted. What they're here is, Oh, other people's shipping is going to be impacted. Not <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. And then you're going to get that call. Where's my stuff? And you're like, well, I told you, I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah. So get in front of it, be communicative, and get creative with how you're presenting the solutions if you are against a tight timeline. Well, and I, I think the other thing, and we've had this, so to me, this ties very much into like stock challenges. Mm -hmm. um, you know, both were to me go hand in hand for our industry. Right. And so one of the things that's given me at least a little bit of solace is like, this isn't a Hossman marketing issue. It's mm -hmm. an, like, it doesn't matter who you're ordering these from. No. If this t-shirt isn't in the country, it's not in the country. You right. can be mad at me if you'd like, yeah. but and we can come up with some creative solutions, but it's not that like, I feel comfortable. And of course I want to say it in a delicate and kind sure. way, but the idea that I didn't do anything wrong on this one, like right. there's a lot of times where I did, this isn't one of them. Well, and that's where you can kind of stand on your high ground a little bit and say, look, I actually had a conversation with you and I did warn you about this. I'm sorry we didn't communicate well, but we did have this discussion. So let's just, let's not worry about that right now. Let's fix the problem. Yeah, exactly. There. I like it. All right, Kirby, what is the topic you would like to discuss on the Promo Upfront non-unscripted podcast? <laughs> so um, actually I've, I've made this note as we were talking, I'm going off script a little bit from me. So I want to talk about the evolution of content. So I sort of okay. alluded to it in this, um, in my answer. So okay. when we talked about communicating shipping challenges and mm -hmm. stock challenges, mm -hmm. I wrote a blog, but I also did a video and right. we did a Facebook post and we did an email. Mm -hmm. And it, one of the things that I think is interesting right now with the evolution of content is that people are consuming it in different ways. And so uh, I had this conversation with somebody the other day and they're like, why'd you decide to get into podcasting? And I was mm -hmm. like, well, actually I started doing video and then it became a podcast. And mm -hmm. I think when we're creating that, we need to understand the way people 
listen or consume content and make sure that we're trying to reach people. If it makes sense for us and you have the bandwidth to create those in different windows. Yeah. The, the example that I would give is before we, you and I started, I struggle with consuming content right now. Yeah. Uh, like I think a lot of people do when they're busy. Absolutely. So like podcasts right now, if it's not a, uh, in my actual, actual subscriptions on my phone, I'm not listening to your podcast. Uh, right. That's where I, and you can say, well, but they're better with video. Cool. I don't have time mm-hmm. to do that. The only way it's going to work is if it gets in my subscription list. But then there are other people who watch this podcast who never listened to it before and and understand we need to be sensitive to that. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know if you have, if you give that thought, if you have evolved, if you're like, no, man, I do blogging and podcasting and that's my lane and that's what I do. What do do you give that thought at all? A little bit of both. So, you know, I do, I, the writing, I love when people react to my writing, but I'd say 80% of the time it's for me. Mm. 80% 80% of the time I'm blogging, there's not a specific audience motivation behind it. There, it's really, here are my thoughts. And sometimes it's very business related. Sometimes it's, it's personal. The blog is really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast, you know, definitely a little more targeted. Um, it has more purpose behind it, I'd say. Um, I, I, I think it always evolves. I think, you know, but I guess where I've evolved is I used to be, if I've written about it in a blog, man, I better not talk about it on the podcast. Mm, and if yeah. I talk about it on the podcast, man, I can't write about that. And I've way evolved that, look, people consume things differently. You mm. know, you know, us moving this to both a video uh, podcast and a writer podcast is evidence of that. You know, there are people who watch it just because that's an easy, they like to see, they yeah. want to see facial reactions. Um, and there are people who prefer to have it in their car or during their run and just simply yeah. listen. So I do think what it's important to do, and this is what I, this is where I kind of expand out your answer a little bit. I think it's always important when you're producing content for an audience, where does that audience, the answer to questions, ask two questions, where does that audience live so you can deliver it to them and how do they want to consume it? Yeah. So it's, you know, so I don't think that's changed too radically, but there's always shifts. I mean, there's content now on TikTok that didn't exist a year ago or two years ago, right. whenever TikTok really started blowing up. Um, so it, it's, it's a different answer for me, but it's constantly evolving. It's something I constantly think about. It reminds me though, from an old school perspective of how I view just all communication. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, and actually Ted Rubin, who's a influencer yep. speaker kind of said this to me one time. And he said that you need to communicate in the way that the person that you want to reach is, is communicating. And his Absolutely. example was like, I used to just email everybody for delivering marketing joys. Right. Like, dude, you want me to be on your show? You got to send me an invite. Like, right. You want me to do something? You got to communicate the way I want to do it. No question. And, and I think that content sometimes gets that way too. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it reminds me of a, an, an analogy and you know me, I have never met an analogy I didn't like. And <laughs> there in talks I give, you know, I, I would, I'll talk to a group of distributors and some of them of, of an older generation and they resist. I don't want to text my clients. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, have Facebook messenger communications with my clients. That's weird. And what I would say to them, well, how do you communicate with your grandkids? Do you text them because that's how they want? Well, of course you do. That's how you adapt. And so you need to adapt to your audience. Your audience has shifted. You need to shift. It's not your audience's responsibility to adapt to yes. you. 
it is your responsibility to adapt to the audience. So good topic, Kirby. Cool. Kirby, before we move on, I don't know about you, but I love me some promotional products. Okay. <laughs> been in this industry 20 years now, and I've never been more excited about products in my life. Kirby, is there a product that just is blowing you away today? There is. There is. I'm excited about it. So this is an Mm-hmm. is the CB164 from oh, Starline. That is a Starline product. Yeah, it's an Urban Peak uh, yep. 48 can cooler. Uh, we actually did it for our team. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, I think yeah. you can actually personalize it. It's personalized with your name, although you misspelled it. Yeah, I know. But I do that on purpose. Uh, but the point being, it is a great piece. I will say mm-hmm. I went actually just because I am trying to help, uh, went and checked stock. They are selling almost out of this thing. They've got yeah. it, it's still left in two colors as of we are recording this oh, wow. right now. So uh, really great piece. We did it for our team and I would highly recommend personalizing it because they are, do a great job with that. Yeah, you better uh, contact Brian Porter or maybe Joe Douglas who just uh, yeah. got a new gig as yeah, Southeast uh, Territory Manager there. Better get on that. Better get on that Urban Peak. No, it's a great cooler, great piece. You know what else is great, Kirby? What's that, Bill? My next damn topic. <laughs> Kirby, do you like Oreo cookies? Uh, I do, I, okay. I, I guess. I mean, I'm, I, you know me. I'm not a big sweet guy, but I like Oreos. No, yeah. you have the most bland palate of any human I've ever met in my entire life. But that's beside the point, Kirby. Did you know that there is now, you can get custom Oreos. Have you seen this? I, I actually got a message about this today. I thought that was Let me cool. guess. Let me guess who sent you that message, Mandy Rudd. Yes, um, that would be correct. Yeah. So you can, <laughs> you can take your cookie, your literal cookie, not a metaphorical cookie. Okay. Your cookie, um, you can pick eight different cream colors. You can choose what color it's dipped in. So uh, uh, the background for whatever image you're going to find. So either chocolate fudge or white fudge. Sprinkles, your image, and then whatever text you want to put on there. Custom packaging, the minimum is 20 and at $2.50 each. So not very expensive for full customization. Yeah. I think this is genius. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a brand name. It's fully customizable. It's memorable and cost effective. So Kirby, is, is this a, go ahead. I, I just, so I believe is Oreo is doing this, right? This is it not is outsourced from to somebody else. Oreo. Yeah. It is not from through the industry. It is outside the industry. And that's why I'm, that's leading in my question. Okay. Is this a threat to promo? Or no. is it the future of promo? Okay. So yeah, I don't think, I, I think this is a great example. I think a, a week or two ago, you asked me what brands should be in uh, promo that's not in promo. And I sucked at that answer. Um, but you know, who knew Oreo was the answer I should have had? I, to me, this is one of those where you just go, Oreo should um, explore the idea of partnering with one of the uh, food uh, great food distributors who are suppliers right. that this is what they do. Right. Uh, is it Nassau, Maple Ridge, one of the, you know, one of those Nassau folks. Bodega, who, Maple yeah. Ridge. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's Nassau who actually already does do work with some other brands. Okay. And so to me, that's the natural progression yeah. of this is that you want to get into the supply chain where, where this is yeah. what it's done right now. Yeah. It, it goes to the example of right now, you're going to sell these to people like people's family reunions and their Christmas Absolutely. parties. If you want to get into, uh, you know, big companies, yeah. I think it makes more sense to come through our industry. I wanted to disagree with you because it's always fun when we argue. Sadly, <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's, it's not a threat. This is a future. This is, this is a big brand deciding we can do this cost effectively um, and they're probably just, my guess is they're piloting the program right now oh, to see yeah. what kind of traction they get and 
you know, it's probably, it'll probably just breaking even at 250 per cookie, oh, you know, I with custom. I do too. I think <laughs> it's great. And the graphic I'm going to use this week is actually, I did a promo front logoed cookie for the, uh, the cover. Of course I did yeah. because I have nothing better to do. But anyway, no, I, I think it is the future of promo. I think you're going to see brands who are outside the industry, see the value of our industry, but dip, dip their toe in the water on their own first. Yeah. I like it. I, 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 I thought it was cool. I thought the imprint, all the imaging looked great. Yeah. So I, I, I'm super interested. Plus, it's an Oreo. <laughs> you can't go wrong with an Oreo. Yeah. Except some of those weird flavors like red velvet cake. That's a bad flavor. I, I believe you. I've and then pumpkin Oreos. spice. Ooh, don't even get me started on the pumpkin spice Oreo. I, I, I've, I've not. Okay. You. <laughs> you have another topic for us, Kirby? Yes. Uh, we can do this one quickly. Yep. Um, I have great news. Oh, of great news. Let me actually pay attention. Yeah. The world is clearly solved all of its major problems. That's fantastic, Kirby. What was your indicator of that? The indicator of that is that people have lost their freaking minds over Hershey's changing their Hershey Kiss ad around Christmas. Yeah. They apparently is there's outrage about the idea that the, the ad that has historically gone and they they ring the, the Hershey bells. Mm -hmm. They've updated that ad and people's comments are absurd. They have said yeah. that it's ruined their Christmas. This is the final straw of 2020. The world has gone haywire because they've changed an ad for Hershey's. Yeah. And what that tells me is we have no real problems anymore. Sarcasm aside. So if you don't know what ad we're talking about, it's the traditional uh, Christmas tree shaped the um, uh, Hershey Kisses in a Christmas tree shape where they play um, um, like bells. Thank you. Yeah, the, the Carol of the Bells. And the last bell, the, the last uh, uh, Hershey Kiss kind of goes a little haywire at the end, goes a little bonkers at the end and over, over rings. What they've done is replace that. It's, it does that normal one halfway through. And then you see this hand halfway through the commercial, grab the Hershey Kiss, unwrap it. And it's a father and daughter like making cookies. I it's great. Loved it. It's <laughs> so awesome. What a lovely update. Cause that's one of those commercials that I find to be an ass whip. I'm like, okay, I've seen this for 20 straight years. To me, it's not a classic in the sense I look forward to seeing it every year. It's a classic in the sense of, man, I've seen that enough. Let's yeah. I, so I thought they did a wonderful job of, of preserving the history of that, of that wonderful original ad, but augmenting it in, and even enhancing it, I would argue. And so, yes, I saw that. Uh, someone posted that. I think it might've been Walter Kurt posted that. And yeah. I said, I, you know, and there are a lot of people all up in arms about it. I'm like, man, <laughs> got none to worry about, like you were saying. And I was thinking, this is a great ad. This is a yeah. wonderful ad and what an update. It's not an yeah. F you to anybody. It's a wonder, what a, is there a better message right now than maybe families getting along, especially as we're all piled on top of each other? Well, and again, it's just, it's a perfect example of, yeah. man, stop looking for reasons to be pissed off all of the live long day. No I got to be honest with you. If your holiday is tied together by a Hershey Kiss ad, your mm -hmm. shit is broken. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> you know, it's not broken, Kirby. Last quick topic. Okay. Um, it's the sauciest moment of the year, Kirby. Okay. The McRib has made its <laughs> dramatic return. <laughs> 
That's right. That's right. The McRibus Matrix dramatic return. So the last time it was around was October 2019. So it's been over a year for those McRib lovers out there. So gross. Um, So it's available nationwide starting today, November 2nd. And one of the things I wanted to, uh, and it's a limited time, but did you know in Germany, by the way, it's available year round, but that's beside the point. What I liked about this, I've never had a McRib. Truth be told, I've never had a McRib. I don't want a McRib. I'll never (laughs) eat a McRib. It creeps me out. But a lot of people love it. What they did though was, and I thought in a genius move of marketing, they kind of partnered with Movember. And if you uh, grew, if you did a mustache for Movember, which is to bring awareness to men's health, I've done it a couple of years. Um, they had a thing that uh, McRibs don't go with facial hair. So if you've shown you shaved, you grew a mustache and shaved it, you get a free McRib. And okay. I thought, what a really cool way to announce that your McRib is back, your creepy sandwich. But <laughs> at the same time, get create some goodwill and create some awareness for men's health issues. I just thought it was actually really, really cool. No, I, that's, that's good. It was funny. I went to McDonald's like yesterday or the day before and mm-hmm. uh, went in and, or went through the drive-thru and they said, would you like one of our, our new McRib? I'm like, no, absolutely not. So what did you order Kirby? I think let's do a little sidebar. I'm going to see if I can guess what you ordered. Go for it. All right. I'm going to say diet Coke. I would never order diet Coke. Okay. Regular Coke. Yep. Uh, medium fries, not a large. Okay. And I'm going to go, you strike me as a 10-piece McNugget guy. <laughs> I'm a Big Mac guy. Really? Yeah, Big Mac guy. It, and it's, so again, back to the idea of my palate, like it's number one on the menu. <laughs> it's the first one. It costs seven oh six with the meal. Oh my gosh. You, the have, you are the, la- <laughs> you have the laziest palate in the history of ever. And, and that may be true. I'm not sure my order at McDonald's is the way to judge it. What would happen if you ordered a number two? I don't even know what a number two is. Probably like a quarter pound of cheese. Would your world just go completely shit? I, I don't know why I would order a number two. Yeah. Wow, live a little, <laughs> Kirby, live a little. All right, speaking of live a little, we're at party the back section of the podcast. I don't even know what to say. That was so much fun. Kirby, <laughs> top that fun discussion about your McDonald's order. Yeah. Okay. So by the way, that, that this might be a fun game next week. I might come up with every fast food restaurant and you got to tell me what you're going to order. Oh, and it's, you can give me any restaurant and I pretty much know what I'm going to order. And that's why we won't play the game because it'll bore the hell out of everybody. <laughs> um, I know exactly. I'll have the number one. What is it? I don't know. It's just the number one. <laughs> All right. So one of the things that I think gets us through this holiday season, other than the Hershey kiss ads, the new one, not the old yeah. um, is drinking. Let's just be honest. Right. And so I think celebrating with an adult libation absolutely uh, is is a lovely way to enjoy mirth with friends and family. Yeah. And so because my palate is so boring, beer has historically been my go-to. Sure. So I decided I wanted to know the best liquor drinks. Okay. And I didn't know anybody who could answer that better than you. Well, thank you for knowing that. I'm going to give you an either or, and you tell me which is the better liquor drink. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right, here we go. Ready? And, and honestly, in the interest of transparency, I don't even know what some of these are. Okay, but, fantastic. Okay. So Moscow Mule or Cosmo? Huh? Oh, Moscow Mule. You don't want to drink a Cosmo. That's kind of a wimpy drink. I mean, it's got some booze to it. It's pretty high octane. But I don't see you holding a chilled martini glass filled with a pink beverage. I see you holding a copper mug filled with something a little angry, a little spicy, something that'll actually wake that palate of yours up a little bit. I, I, I am angry and spicy. <laughs> 
Um, Tom Collins or rum old fashioned? Tom Collins, rum old fashioned. It's too sweet. Um, a, a Tom Collins has a little more, uh, a little more bitter bite to it from the lime. Okay. Martini or pina colada? Oh, for you, pina colada all day, every day. Because <laughs> why, why that way you, for me? <laughs> you said, you said okay, the best fair. holiday beverage for you. Okay. So uh, pina colada. You want to close your eyes and imagine yourself on a tropical beach somewhere. I know you, you want to think of yourself in Placa de Mayo or whatever <laughs> you go to in Mexico. And so you can do that with pina colada. <laughs> I want to write down the time. <laughs> is, is that the opener? Yeah, it's going to have to be. I don't even know what you just said. Okay. Some up, some. Yeah, some about some. Gin fizz or bee's knees? Uh, gin fizz. Bee's knees is okay, but I think you'd enjoy the gin fizz a little bit more. Yeah, I've actually had a gin fizz. I, I do actually like that a little bit. Um, Mai Tai or dark mm-hmm. and stormy? Now, see, that's a tough one. I'm going to go for you. I'm going to go with the Mai Tai. It's a little bit sweeter, so I think you'd enjoy it more. A properly okay. made Mai Tai, not one of those overly sweet things filled with like, you know, half a half, five ounces of grenadine, something yeah. actually really good. Okay. Uh, Bloody Mary or Margarita? I'm going to go Margarita for you. You don't strike me as a Bloody Mary guy in the morning. You strike me as a, I will have a beer when I'm ready to drink in the morning. And it doesn't matter if it's 10 a.m. You'll grab a Corona and say that. Let's go. That's actually pretty accurate. The surprising note is that my wife actually likes Bloody Marys and she doesn't drink ever. And so it's well, it's how I know we're on vacation. She'll drink. When my wife has a Bloody Mary, we're actually on vacation. Uh, Mojito or Manhattan? Oh, I don't think you could handle a Manhattan. Um, oh, okay. I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a, in a negative sense. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very stiff drink. Um, and it is, it, you know how people say some drinks are really an acquired taste? Mm-hmm. The first time you have a Manhattan, it, it, it's rough. Okay. It's definitely an acquired taste. I don't even love Manhattans that much because it has a, a sweet vermouth in it. And that sweet is a misnomer. I don't like vermouth. So what was the other one? Whatever the other one was. Uh, mo- mojito. Oh, mojito. I would absolutely go for the mojito. Um, I do love a good mojito in summer, man. There's nothing better than that crisp, light, effervescent, minty yumminess okay. of a mojito. Two more. Ready? A whiskey sour or a daiquiri? I don't like daiquiris. They're too sweet. I don't think you'd like one either. So I, would, I think a good, strong whiskey sour make you put some hair on that chest, you <laughs> Kirby. And I could use that. I could use that. Schlitz or Blatz? Um, are we talking malt liquor or are we talking regular hardcore Schlitz? Yeah, just Schlitz. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Schlitz. I've never had a Blatz, and I think <laughs> I think the term I think the, the name Blatz makes everybody a little tense. And so it, they both go. sound like something got dropped from a tall building, and that's the sound it well, makes. And, you know, it's sad. It's one of those wonderful names that uh, the, the people who came over from Germany and, and, and that part of Europe away in the late 1800s and started brewers here in the United States. And sadly, so many of them gone away. I miss names like that, you know, yeah. hams and, and Schlitz and all those type of things. But you know what I don't miss, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That's uh, keeping up with the entire industry because of that great promo pulse, promo pulse app. I can almost say it. That's how excited I am. I'm talking way too fast. <laughs> I love me the promo pulse app. I love everything about it. It's easy. It's easy to use. You can find anything you want. And the best part about it, it's free. But now the best, but that was the best part about it. Now the best part about it, there's an Alexa skill associated with promo pulse. So you can uh, enable the skill on your Alexa app on your phone. It'll work on any Alexa enabled device. 
You can ask Promo Pulse for new ideas, subscribe to the Daily Pulse, or play a podcast, perhaps the promo up front, although you'd probably say, Alexa, skip this podcast. <laughs> All right, Kirby, thank you so much for having the courage to do this with me. I hope you have a groovy, groovy week enjoying your mojito at Placa de Camayo, whatever. <laughs>